Hey everyone and welcome to episode 2, Cameras and Panties of the Search for Memphis and Dakota podcast. I am your host, Dominique Danielle. Guys, do not forget to follow us on Instagram at tcmproject underscore 2004. On Facebook at The Search for Memphis and Dakota. And you can always hit me up on the email at tcmproject at outlook.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, or just wherever get, wherever you get your podcast from. All right, guys, don't for don't forget to do that. Okay, you know. So listen. In last week's episode, just in case you missed it, um, I went over some of the symptoms of with having uterine fibroids. Okay, and if this is something that resonates with you, I need you to go make an appointment with your GYN, okay? Um, One of them is heavy menstrual bleeding. When I mean heavy, I mean you're soaking a pad within an hour. That's what your doctor is going to say. Are you soaking a pad within an hour? If so, then that's what they mean by heavy bleeding. They want you to come in because that's really dangerous. That could cause you to be anemic and your blood pressure would drop and they you have to get that corrected as soon as possible. So heavy menstrual bleeding and that also comes with blood clots and those are really gushy and weird and they plop and they leave a whole weird feeling in your body. Just ugh, ugh, just thinking about it. <laughs> so you have the heavy menstrual bleeding Sometimes with um, blood clots and then severe cramping. I mean, when I say cramping, I mean like you being a ball, you don't want to move, you're rocking, you've taken every drug you can think of to knock this pain away. That's what I mean when I say cramping. You get the back and leg pain. While I didn't really experience leg pain, I did experience the back pain. So my back would stay tight and I was always tense and I always had a heating pad somewhere around because that's the kind of pain I was in. And then you also have pain during intercourse. I really didn't have any experience with that. But intercourse is something we'll talk about later on in another episode. But that's, yeah, that's for later. There's also uh, constipation. And outside of me having to be in the restroom because I was um, changing pads and things and such like that, I would be on the toilet because I was constipated. And I would be in the restroom for... It seemed like I was at a time because I just couldn't get my body to move because I felt like I just had to look. Y'all know how constipation is. It just wouldn't let me be great. And then you have longer lasting periods. For me, when I first got my, um, my period, um, my, my my periods lasted for, what, about five, 
to seven days. That was normal for me. So when it got to be going on two weeks, uh, three weeks, I knew something was up. So that made me think, okay, you know, that's another reason why I was like, let me go talk to, to the doctor. So this week we'll be discussing all things camera related to these fibroids. Okay. So in the last episode, we talked about my first, um, surgery, surgery, which is called, a hysteroscopic myomectomy. And before you can get to that surgery, there's, um, a couple of procedures, you know, pre-op work that has to be done. Um, you have ultrasounds and hysteroscopies and things of that nature that you have to go through. So you ask, what is a hysteroscopy? I'll tell you, but before we get to that, you have to have your ultrasound. Now you probably know what an ultrasound is, but this one is a pelvic ultrasound where they, um, I take a wand and they insert it into your vagina and they look around, measure your uterus, measure the size of fibroids and things like that. And that's pretty normal. It may be a little uncomfortable, but you can deal with that, right? So then you have the hysteroscopy. If you don't know what hysteroscopy is, let me enlighten you for a minute. This is a procedure that your doctor uses to um, look inside your uterus and diagnose and treat abnormal bleeding. Fibroids make you have abnormal bleeding. Therefore, you'll need a hysteroscopy. So this works. It, they, um, they take a tube. It's, it has a light at the end and they insert it into the vagina and then examine the cervix and inside the uterus right no problem now my first time having this procedure done i was thinking it was gonna be just like you know the ultrasound easy peasy was no problem great i can handle it so, you go in for this procedure, and you do what you always do when you go see the GYN. You put your feet up in the stirrups, and they tell you what? Scoot your butt all the way to the end of the table. Scoot, scoot, scoot. So, you do that. You're good. And they have a, a plastic bag that they place up under your butt. Why? Because to put the tube in, they have to float it in. And my doctor used water to um, float the tube in to the vagina to, 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 um, to see everything. Okay. All right. I get it. Cool. So, you up there on the table. The bag is under your butt. Your feet are in the stirrups. They get ready to turn this water on. And they got the speculum. They put the speculum in, opened you up, 
there you have it. This water is going, and they're, they're floating it in. But in order for the water to flow and the camera to be able to go in, they use something called a clamp. Well, that's what they told me it was, was a clamp to keep the cervix dilated so they can keep the cervix open. Oh, my gosh. So I'm laying up there on this table, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm... I'm good. It's like, okay, we're going to clamp you now. Okay, cool. Let's do it. I'm ready to get out of here. All right. And they clamp. And I thought I died. I thought the doctor cut off my clit. I'm sorry, my clitoris. I thought it was gone. Even at the procedure, I called my sister and told her I thought they cut something off. Like, I thought I was going to kick this man in his eye because he could have prepared me a little bit better than what he did. I'm on the table crying because you, you don't have, there's no anesthesia. There's no local anesthesia. There's no numbing cream. There's none of this. It's just a clamp and crying. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm there. I'm crying. And I have to get myself together so this man could go on with the procedure. You know? So he's um he floats it in there as I calm down and the camera shows they made the picture go up onto the monitor. Right? So I'm, the camera's showing everything in in my uterus and cervix area they're showing it and it was pretty i was like oh that looks so nice everything is pink and pretty and then you have this little round ball and it looks like a planet but it looked like a really pretty cute planet that's causing me nothing but pain i think at that time it showed like maybe two two three fibroids Right, so yeah, two or three fibroids, and I was like, okay, so what do we do now? Right, we start the hormone therapy again because you have to, you know, shrink the fibroids, hopefully, and stop the bleeding before you can get to the surgery. Now with the surgery, you have this um, hysteroscopic myomectomy where they use the hysteroscope, you know, like they did with the hysteroscopy. They use the hysteroscope and they attach um, like a little scraper, a scraper tube. I don't know, a scraper to the tube. And they, they do what they did, you know, doing the hysteroscopy. And they float it in and you um and they start scraping and scraping the the fibroid out. And it's not bad because it's an outpatient surgery and they put you under so you don't feel all that pain with that. So it's outpatient surgery, they knock you out for 
How long I'm in the hospital? A day at most. If I go in at six, I'm probably out by three. Longest that you can't leave until you use the restroom, till you pee a certain amount. And then they'll let you leave. And you got to watch them nurses in the hospital. This one nurse, I don't know if they needed the bed or what, but I guess she was trying to rush some fluids into my body so I could hurry up and pee. And she squeezed the IV bag. And that force of her squeezing that, that um liquid shooting into my veins on my hand hurt so bad. I thought I was going to punch that lady. Tell her don't touch nothing no more, you know. So, and with the um, the myomectomy, the hysteroscopic myomectomy, the downtime is not so bad. It's like, what, three days, nothing stressful or anything like that to your body, you know, so you can just get your rest. But other than that, you're good. So, and I was good for three and a half Four years after my surgery. Right? And then it came back. And I had to do the whole process all over again. So, y'all ready for story time? So, as you know, I started having all these symptoms again. I uh, I go to the doctor again. I'm sitting in the office again, telling him what I'm going through. And he had to do that dank on hysteroscopy and clamp again. That's that's probably the one of the worst pains I have ever felt in my life. Okay, yeah, I I just. I just don't want to, I really didn't want to go through this again, but it is what it is. So the good thing about, I was working at the YMCA and my doctor's office was at Kelsey Seabog at the time, which was like right down the street from my job. So it ain't take me no time, but I can go get my injections, then pop right over back to work, you know? And this this second go around, even with the, the first go, I've learned that you have to be prepared with these fibroids. And I learned a little something. That meant I needed to have panties everywhere. Panties and pads everywhere. I had, I carried extra panties in my purse, in my backpack. I would have like, you know how most ladies, you have, excuse me, you have this nice, cute lip purse, and you have like a couple of pads in there. No, that's that's not the case with me. I would have my backpack on my purse, and I needed a big one because I dang near took all the pads with me that I had at the house. And they weren't the small pads. These were overnight pads by this time. Because that was the only thing that that was holding me. So, overnight pads became all-day pads. 
for me. I got to it got to the point where I would have stuff in, you know the um uh, what the little back pockets of the in your car. You know they had those pockets on the back seats, um on the back of the front seats of the cars. I had stuff pads in them, panties like it. Then it got to the point where I had to um I had pants because okay I got these panties, but what if it went further than that, and it stained my pants. And one day it did do that. Luckily, I had another pair of pants in the car. I was walking at the YMCA after school care, and I was walking to the restroom, and the lady was like, excuse me, miss, excuse me. Um, You got a little stain on your pants. And I'm like, oh, shit. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't even go to the restroom. I just kind of pulled my shirt down, turned around. I didn't bring them in with me, so I had to walk all the way out to my car. Then come walk all the way back through the school to the restroom to change everything. Y'all, this, these these five boys make you, make you go through some embarrassing situations, you know? So... And I think sometimes, depending upon where um, your fibroids are located, that can sometimes cause um, heavier bleeding and more pain, depending upon what uh, location they're in. So, it's, from my understanding, there's like three major or three major types of um, fibroids. You have the intramural, and that's when the fibroids grow within the muscles of the uterus. And then you have the submucosa, which mine mostly were. Most of my fibroids were submucosal, which means they were growing in the lining. And some once they start growing in the lining, sometimes it would block with me a lot it would block the opening of my uterus, which caused a lot of problems for me. And that's that's what caused most of my heavy, heavy bleeding, those submucosal ones. And then you have the subserosal fibroids, and those grow outside of the uterus, and they're, like, attached um, by, by a thin stalk or some, something like that. Um Ladies, I hope today that I was able to enlighten you in some way. If you feel that this is you, please, please, please go get checked out. Early diagnosis is the best. Um, I was, since the first episode aired, I talked with a couple of my friends and she was like, I didn't know you was going through as much stuff as you were going through, but me being me, I'm not I'm not that talkative and I keep a lot of things to myself because I'm I'm just kind of private that way. But and she told me some things that she went through and and they both did. I was just like, wow if we were just really honest with each other and more transparent 
with each other, we wouldn't be, we probably wouldn't have to go through half the stuff that we've gone through. I was also able to, um, join in on a, um, a, like a round table talk on, um, I guess it's, it's on clubhouse where they were talking about, about, um, black women and fibroids and, from what it seemed like this topic, no one is talking about it within the family dynamic. Like mothers and daughters are not sitting down and talking about it. Or if it's, um, if this runs in your family, um, but no one's talking about it. I think out of the whole group, and it was a, a couple of, like it was a lot of ladies on the call. Only one of the ladies on there said that her and her mother talked about it all the time because it ran in her family, but everyone else was like, nah, we we don't talk about it. Her mom one lady was like, her mom just described it as woman's issues. And that was that. So, ladies, we have to start being more transparent with each other and sharing our experiences, uh, especially uh, a topic like this that um, that it affects our health because I don't want to see the women in my life go through anything that I've had to go through dealing with these five boys. So I'm going to share, and I'm sharing with you with you because I don't want you to have to go through that either. If I can help it. So, please, get checked out. Know your body. When something's just not right, go get it checked out, okay? I'm glad you guys joined me today. Uh, Until next time, I'm Dominique Danielle, and I'll see you next week on the TCM Project. The Search for Memphis and Dakota. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me again for episode two, Cameras and Panties on the Search for Memphis and Dakota. I'm your host, Dominique Danielle. Hey, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to all the pages, okay? At IG, you can find us at TCM Project underscore 2004 on Facebook. The search for Memphis and Dakota. Don't forget, you can always hit me up on the email, tcmproject at outlook.com. And you can find us on the Apple Podcast app, Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget, like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace.